0: hey mama motherhood is hard isn't it that's why I'm so glad you're here to join the conversation welcome to the mom life mindset podcast I'm Erin Trier and here we're gonna be talking about every aspect of wellness from the inside out the goal is to keep mindset mental health and protecting our peace at the center of everything we do in our day-to-day lives. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. Happy May. This is my first episode here in May of 2023. And for those of you that have been following me or that have been following the podcast or on social or are part of my newsletter, you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so this month on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of my story, my heart today, some hard lessons that I've learned and uncovered on my mental health specific journey. And I'm also going to have the privilege of bringing on some other people to interview and talk to them about just some of their specific, um, Things that they've learned over time in their transition to motherhood, in their health and wellness journey, when it comes to mindset and mental health, emotional well-being, tips and tricks that they've implemented, things that have worked really well for them, things are that things that are important in order to feel really good in their day-to-day lives as women and as moms. And so I'm excited to bring those stories to you, bring those podcast interviews to you, and kind of stay tuned for more. It's going to be a lot of really incredible learning, transparency, growth, courage. Um, and perspective that I'm really excited for you to hear more of. Today, I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper on my personal mental health story and some of the hard lessons that I've learned specifically over the past handful of years. You know, if you kind of rewind back to last year here on the podcast, I did do a two-part series where I shared a little bit about my personal mental health story, my mental health journey, kind of what that's looked like, and what my past really has kind of entailed, right? Today, I'm going to touch on that briefly, but today I'm going to talk a little bit more around or about some of the more significant mental health and emotional health lessons I have learned very specifically and very vividly in my own life over the past handful of years. So to give you kind of a quick snapshot of my background around mental health, um, I have always had some level of mental health hurdles inside my brain. That's how my brain is wired. Mental and emotional well-being has always been something that I've had to learn to manage and understand. When I grew up as a young woman, young adult, I had a lot of insecurities, specifically around my weight. Um, I had a really hard time connecting with other girls. I was very much a tomboy, loved sports, loved being one of the guys. Um... And with that came, you know, other insecurities and other things that I had to really learn about who I was and my personality. Right. And through time, you know, I, I learned a lot about kind of body image and, you know, self-talk, um, and how I grew into some pretty significant negative spirals, right. Some pretty large, deep mental and emotional hurdles, And things I would tell myself and learn about myself and intuitively just started to say. And it became kind of that subconscious background soundtrack of my life. The reasons I wasn't good enough. The reasons I wasn't pretty enough. The reasons I wasn't fitting in. The reasons I was different. The reasons, you know, laundry list of all these things about why I wasn't measuring up to what other people either made up I needed to be, or the person I thought I needed to be, or the expectation that I thought I was supposed to, you know, fill things like that. So that's kind of my upbringing, right? I had that as a part of, a part of who I was growing up as a young girl. And then as I grew older, and you know, transitioned further into adulthood, you know, becoming a mom and all of those things, mental and emotional well-being became a harder thing for me to figure out how to manage. There was so much that happened to me physically, mentally, and emotionally, especially as I transitioned into becoming a mom that I was not prepared for in any capacity. The intense, huge body changes, right? Um, The emotional weight of now caring for another human and figuring out how to, how to do that, right? How to put one foot in front of the other on figuring out how to nurture their needs, And then in addition to that, also figuring out how to nurture my own needs, which felt so different from what it was once when I was a young athlete, when I was just taking care of myself, working in corporate America. You know, I I had the time, I had the energy, I figured out ways to do it. Um, And becoming a mom became really hard because I couldn't figure out how to take care of my kids, but also take care of me. And what I learned over time was struggling so hard with finding time for myself, quiet hours, movement, you know, nourishing well, all of those things like that absolutely played into how hard mental and emotional well-being felt for me. And so I found myself in some pretty deep pits, especially postpartum, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, really struggling with how to manage the inside out turmoil that I was feeling. I will be the first to say kind of along my personal story, and I want to always preface this by saying this is my personal story, my personal journey. I'm not a doctor right now. I am not like a practicing social worker, even though I do have a social work and psychology background. I am not a practicing social work right now. I'm not a therapist. I am literally speaking from my own personal experience and what I've done over time to learn how to manage And help myself from a mental and emotional standpoint. So for me personally, I have never gone on medication for added help. Do I feel like it's absolutely valuable? Yes. Do Do I feel like there are benefits to it that I could probably benefit from? Yes. Do I know why I haven't really gone on it? Not really. You know, I've been able to figure out through my own intervention, through deep levels of therapy, um, and through kind of inside-out health work, how to manage and figure out how to manage my mental and emotional well-being. However, I still to this day talk to my therapist about medication, if it's something that I want to explore, if it's something that I want to do, um, and if it would be valuable for me. I don't really know. The hurdles for me really are I pride myself on feeling really good from the inside-out. I'm on a gut health healing journey right now. I'm working hard to figure out my mental and emotional well-being, continually to to just manage it, right? Um, and I am scared and anxious about if I go on medication, will I will I be undoing certain things? Will I will I make things feel harder in other ways? I don't know. It's something that I always think about, always talk about with my therapist, always consider but it's not something that I have have ever personally done. In that same breath, I believe in the power of it. I believe that every person is extremely unique in their situation. And I believe in asking about how it could potentially help you if you are someone who feels like that may be a benefit to your personal mental health and wellness journey. Okay, There are so many ways medication can help us. There are so many ways supplementation and so much more can help us feel good from the inside out. And so for me, who's someone that really loves to learn about health, I've also been digging into what kinds of natural supplementation, lifestyle choices, daily habits can I make sure that I'm prioritizing in order to help my mental and emotional well-being, right? And so that's the mindset that I've been in and what I've been doing most often. However, I always have it in the back of my mind to explore medication if it's something that I feel like I need. I do have seasons where I feel like it might help me. And then I have other seasons where things don't feel quite as intense. So TBD on where I land. But that's just something that I wanted to add to this conversation because I know that there's some stigma around using medication and feeling like if you need that in your life, that somehow you're. You're more broken than others, or extra, extra weak, or have some sort of added negativity around it. And that's just not the reality. I believe in help and support and intervention in any way that you need, in any way that we need, it is absolutely valid and necessary to explore for your personal journey and for your personal situation. So that kind of brings me up to where I'm at now and kind of where I'm at with health and wellness, where I'm at with. You know, functional medicine, natural remedies, and some of the hard, honest lessons I've learned from a mental and emotional standpoint recently in the past handful of years. And so I want to kind of talk that, about that today and share a little bit more of my heart because mental health is health. Without our mental health and our mental and emotional well being, we are not healthy. That's truly what I believe. If you are outwardly, put together and trying to move your body and trying to eat well and connecting with others and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, you come home and you beat yourself up in the mirror. You have no boundaries around work and family. Your emotional health is shot because you just can't learn how to say no. Um, or you're just not doing well with, Managing all of the other needs around you, and in turn, you're depleting yourself because you're trying to, you know, meet the needs of everything else. That is not health, right? There is a missing component and a missing piece to overall health and wellness. And at the end of the day, your mental and emotional well-being is shot. Okay, so these are some of the things that I have learned personally in the past handful of years. One of the most important things that I have learned is how to keep myself out of the really hard, dark days. And I'm going to be honest, I don't do it perfectly. I still have hard, dark days. That happens. However, I've learned how to get myself out of them faster, and I've learned how to prevent myself from getting into them. So they don't happen nearly as much as they used to, but I've learned how do I keep myself as far out of them as I can. For me, that comes down to truly daily habits and my lifestyle choices. I have learned very quickly, especially with age, that things like excess sugar and alcohol do not do well for me when it comes to my mental health. I can manage a little bit, right? I kind of know my boundaries. I know what's good for my body. I know what makes me feel good and like happy. And I know what's a little bit too much and what's going to send me into a spiral that's going to feel much harder mentally and emotionally. So I've had to learn boundaries around like what I'm consuming from a nutritional standpoint, as well as an alcohol standpoint. Um, I'm not going to get into this today, but I had a very significant portion of my life where alcohol was a very big part of what I did day to day. And it became a problem it started to become a very large problem not what I'm going to dive into today but again part of my mental health journey has been learning what am i consuming both nutritionally with food paying attention to my sugar intake to a degree and also paying attention to alcohol I can manage them within a boundary that feels good but I also'm v- very vividly aware of what doesn't feel good and so I've had to come to, to grips with that right a habit that I had to learn to to work myself out of and to kind of relearn in order to feel good, right? To really put myself in a place that felt good from the inside out. I've also learned the importance of what I'm consuming online, how plugged in plugged in I am on social media and movement, right? Like all of those things play a role in me going into those dark pits or not. I have a brain and a personality that quickly pushes into judgment comparison, insecurity, and hard, hard truths, right? So I have to be extremely careful about what I'm consuming, where I'm consuming it, how often, and the messages that I'm allowing my brain to see and hear the most. And I've learned that, you know, really setting boundaries around consumption online has helped me tremendously with going into those darker days. And movement is another big one. Getting outside, breathing fresh air, moving in my day-to-day Right, like getting those endorphins, endorphins flowing. Um, I've been in the health and wellness space for several years, over six years, and what once was my motivator is no longer my motivator at all. I've learned tremendously that movement has everything to do with my inside-out health and my mental and emotional well-being, and so very little to do, really, truly, with like physical goals and body composition, composition goals. Those are still absolutely a part of something that I strive for because I want to be strong. I want to feel good. um, But they are not the focus of why I really pay attention to my habits and my lifestyle choices. So I want to be transparent about kind of the, the overall feeling I have around talking about mental health. Because I have a lot of moments in my days when I think to myself, why me? Like, God, truly, why me? Why has this been laid on my heart? Why have you been calling me to do this? What is my purpose in this? How can I actually make an impact? Why does my story even matter? Like, I question a lot of why I'm here and what I'm doing here. I question a lot around how can my voice and my story around mental health really help somebody? And here's what I've learned a lot. My questioning comes from worldly praise. My questioning comes from, you know, sharing my heart online, posting a blog post, doing stories, you know, posting up on social and getting little to no feedback. And quite honestly, that happens for me a lot of the time, a lot of the time, most of the time, I don't get a ton of outward feedback from the world about the ways I'm sharing about the stories that I'm, uh, you know, telling about the mental health soundtracks that I manage and the reality of some of the things that I am working through in my day-to-day life, I don't most often get a lot of worldly recognition or praise or validation, right? However, it does happen in the unseen. It happens behind the scenes. It happens when I least expect it. And I've learned over time that my calling and the reason I'm here has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the vision and calling I have on my life to be a voice in this space, to normalize that mental health is health, to normalize that talking about this is not a sign of weakness, that, that talking more about what we manage mentally and emotionally is a necessity if we want to continue to break down walls, if we want to continue to break through the stigma, if we want to continue to empower people to step into who they who they truly are, we have to be sharing the stories and telling the truth about mental and emotional well-being. There has been a point in my life, outside of also feeling really super equipped, ill-equipped, I should say ill-equipped, like, why me? Why am I doing this? Why am I being called here? The other part of that coin is I have had... Many conversations in my life in different seasons with different friendships, with different relationships, with different jobs, with, you know, growing up, whatever. Like all of these different things that have molded some of the soundtracks that I have in my brain, some of which are related to this message. Sharing who you are, Aaron, or sharing the topic of mental health is too much, too deep, too dark, too serious, weak too forward for most, like too negative. Talking about mental health is negative. Talking about mental health means you're a Debbie Downer. Talking about mental health means you're too serious too often and too deep too much and people don't want to hear it. That's the soundtrack I've allowed myself to create in my brain based on so many things in my life. So many things. Relationships, circumstances, situations. That's how our brain and our soundtracks in our brain are created, right? by our subconscious and our conscious thought by what we hear and what we don't hear, right? Because everything we think isn't real and our brain makes up different soundtracks and different messages and different ideas and different stories. And so my story, and I've come to realize this over time has been that if I'm talking about mental health and I'm a Debbie Downer, if I'm talking about mental health and I'm too negative negative which could not be further from the truth, but that's the story I've allowed myself to say because I've allowed people and places and things and circumstances craft that up into my brain. And that's mine to own. And I'm going to talk about that lesson in a minute. That's mine to own. And so here's what I want to share. I will continue to be a voice in this space because I believe with my core and in every fiber of my being that mental health matters and talking about it matters. It is literally the lock and key to helping people feel a little less alone and a lot more like it's okay to not be okay if you aren't and if you're feeling that. And it's okay to reach out for help and it's okay to say that I need more support and I don't have it figured out and I don't know what's next and I need someone to help lift me through that. And so I will continue to be a voice because I know it's that important and I know it's what I've been called to do. So here are the three important lessons that I've learned in the past handful of years that I'm hoping will maybe inspire you in some way, empower you in some way, you know, encourage you in some way to think about your own mental and emotional well-being, your own journey with some of the things you might manage internally and help you kind of dig deeper into stuff that inevitably maybe needs to be unpacked needs to be let go of, needs to be embraced or learned through or grown through or whatever, right? So here's the first one. Boundaries really freaking matter. They are really important. Boundaries in every aspect of your life matter. And I am still working on this so freaking imperfectly every day, but I have learned so much about the power of boundaries in the past handful of years. I've shared this several times on the podcast But I have learned the hard way what happens when I don't have boundaries. My mental and emotional well-being suffers. My physical well-being suffers. Like I have no capacity for my kids. I have zero patience for my marriage. I am a completely worn down mess when I don't have boundaries. And so I've had to learn boundaries around what do I say yes to and what do I say no to? What white space am I protecting in our family calendar? What am I like... Doing and not doing very intentionally when it comes to my business and my work and plugging in on social media and plugging in online, right? When is that time and when is not that time? You know, what are those boundaries? How do I need to keep learning and putting them into place? It's hard. I am a recovering people pleaser. I will tell you that. I'm an Enneagram too. I'm a helper. I want to do all the things and impact all the people and help all over the world. But I have learned that if I don't have boundaries, again, I show up as the worst version of myself, this completely drained, like not helpful person. At the end of the day, at the core for my family, I can put on a great face out in the world. I can pull it together and and, and you know hang on and show everybody the best of me, the best of my ability when I'm out in the world, when I don't have boundaries. But if I don't have boundaries and I come home at the end of the day, I do not show up well for my family and I've learned that the hard way. And that's been part of like lifestyle choices and habits and things that I've had to learn to do for myself day in and day out in order to keep myself out of those hard mental and emotional days. Here's the second thing I've learned. You really have to take ownership for everything in your own personal life. And this is hard because it's really easy to play the blame game or, Look at a situation and say, well, it was this that happened to me, right? At the end of the day, none of those thought processes will actually serve you and help you. You have to learn to take ownership for all of it. The good, the bad, the hard, the ugly, the messy, the really imperfect, like the things you're not proud of. Like you have to take ownership for everything. You have to own all of your thoughts and feelings. You have to own all of your judgments, all of your criticisms of others and yourself. You have to own how you've allowed other things outside of yourself to shape a soundtrack in your brain, to shape how you show up or don't show up, to shape an insecurity that you maybe have, right? You have to own that you maybe allowed something to infiltrate your thoughts too much. You have to get honest about who you are, what you want, and then you have to learn how to let go of the things that aren't yours to own. This is an entirely massive, messy process and it is not easy. It is hard. Incredibly uncomfortable work. Saying to yourself, what do I need to own? What is not mine to own? What did I maybe judge too quickly? Or what did I get super insecure about what did I feel or think that maybe wasn't in line with what reality is. You know, it's this huge process of learning what is yours to own. And on top of that, what is actually real? Because as I've already shared, our brains make up stories. Our brains take little pieces of information, maybe something you heard here, something you saw here, something you overheard over there, and you ball it up into this story in your head that may not even be real. And so part of mental health is learning how do I decipher in my brain between what's real and what's not? How do I learn how to let feelings go, let emotion go that I know is not serving me? What tools do I need to, to lean into in order to do that, right? It's a process. And taking ownership is uncomfortable because it really like holds the mirror up to us, right? And it makes us really look at what are the things I'm maybe not proud of? What are the things that I've done that I should maybe have not done? Where do I need to apologize? Where do I need to let go? Where do I need to cut off, right? Maybe there's a relationship or something that hasn't been great in your life that you need to take ownership of understanding and then letting it go and cutting it off or whatever it might be. I mean, there's just a lot to this process. And it's been some hard lessons I've learned over the past handful of years, taking full ownership for who I am, taking full ownership for what I want, What matters to me, what my values truly are, and then setting boundaries around that without explanation, even when it doesn't make sense to other people, even when it doesn't make sense to me all the time. I've had to learn that this is a crucial part to my mental health. And here's the last one, and this is a really important one, and I'm sure a lot of you as moms are gonna resonate with this one. One of the hardest lessons I have learned in my life, especially as I've transitioned into my motherhood journey, is this. I will love you and I will help you and I will serve you and I will do everything in my capacity to be there for you. And this is for my family. This is for my kids. This is for my husband. This is for my friends. This is for my business, my clients, my you know volunteer, whatever it is, right? I will love you. I will serve you. I will help you. I will do anything that I can in my capacity. However, I will not do those things at the expense of my own wellness. I'm going to say it one more time. I will love you. I will help you. I will serve you. I will do everything in my power, in my capacity to be there for you, to support you, to do things that I feel like will add value to your life in some way. However, I will not do that at the expense of my own wellness. And this has been a hard lesson also that I've had to learn in my motherhood journey and especially inside my my coaching business and inside the ways that I've been called to serve. Because there has been a time where I started to let my own personal wellness go. I didn't prioritize my needs. I felt like it was always an afterthought. I didn't have boundaries in place to protect my mental and emotional well-being. And without those boundaries and without that ownership – And without like really paying attention to what I was doing to help serve and love others and letting it just kind of totally run over my own personal wellness, it put me into those really hard mental and emotional days. And that's a hard lesson, especially when you're an Enneagram 2, you're a helper, you want to serve people, you feel called to serve. That is a beautiful thing an admirable trait to have. That's one of the things I feel most proud of myself for, that I am a giver, that I put 110% into the work I do, into the things that I do to serve other people, into the ways I want to impact the world. I feel so proud of that because I've been convicted to do that. I've been called to do that, but I've had to learn that I can't do that and I won't do that and I will never do that ever again in a way that sacrifices my own wellness. So what do I mean by that? In a way where I don't have boundaries, in a way where I'm not prioritizing my own self-care, in a way where I'm not speaking up about what I need, in a way where I'm not really being honest about my mental and emotional well-being inside my overall health journey, right? It has to be the number one piece. The mental and emotional piece has to be the number one piece. And so these are some of the big lessons I've learned over the past handful of years, and I'm still learning them still going deeper, still digging in more, still trying to figure out what else do I need to be doing to take care of myself and to show up as my best self in the best way possible. You know, Brene Brown says, vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our most accurate measure of courage. And if I was going to sum up talking about mental health, that would be what I would share. I would share that it's put me in these places of feeling really vulnerable, really unglued, really ill-equipped, really like, why me? But I'm learning the more I share, the more transparency there there is, the more vulnerability there is, the more discussion there is, the more courageous we all kind of start to feel around talking about mental health and talking about the importance of our inside-out health and well-being. So as I said, guys, I'm so excited to share more with you this month about mental health, personal stories with other people, diving in deeper, talking about what it means to take care of ourselves, and the importance of mental health. Talking about it matters so much because our peace of mind matters so much. And I want you to know that you're never alone and it's okay to not be okay. If you could do me a favor and share this episode with your friends, family, someone that you feel like could add, you know, get some level of value from this discussion today and from my words, I would super appreciate it. I would love a review, would love to hear your thoughts. And as always, never forget that your peace of mind matters. I'll see you in the next one.